0: Welcome to Harvest Time. We're looking forward to this weekend with lots of activities and a replaying of a a special guest that we had here about a month ago at our summit meetings and our own Pastor Joe Baldwin. Before we get to that, we do want to remind you that when this is aired on Friday night, that Saturday morning, we do have our men's prayer breakfast for you men to be reminded at 8 o'clock along with our... Harvest Baptist Bible College car wash, so you can come, drop your car, go eat when you get back, uh, donate to a good cause for our seniors there at the college, helping them raise funds for their senior trip. And in addition to that, a good time of fellowship and, and prayer together as men and and our boys. And then uh, for those of you that might be listening to this on Sunday, uh, that is already gone, but for this Sunday, our regular classes of our adult Bible fellowships, our foundation class begins. For those of you that say, boy, I've thought about harvest, I've been coming to harvest, I'd like to know more, this is an introduction, four-week introduction at 9.30 with Pastor Jared talking about what is harvest, what's a Baptist, what's a church, how do we function here at Harvest, a good time, doesn't commit to you uh, um, uh, you having to join but it'll be information and helpful information for you and your family. And then the regular worship service we have Pastor Brian Leonards that'll be preaching uh, 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 ongoing series on heart apps applications to help your heart uh, get stronger and more surrendered to what god would want for your life this would be on that sunday morning and then sunday night uh, every so often we have what we call our watch care groups this sunday night that's exactly what we'll be doing our church meeting in small groups watching out for and caring for one another in people's homes a God's Word and a little challenge, Um, faithful men of our church that run these together. You say, I don't know where to go about that. You come Sunday morning. We'll get you plugged in at the kiosk out front of the worship center. I hope that you'll make it this Sunday. The rest of the week has lots of activities, including the Wednesday night with Heart for Christ, AWANA, C2C program, the gathering, regular adult classes. All of this continues on on Wednesday. I trust that this week will be a great week for you. It's our privilege today on Harvest Time to have Evangelist Joe Baldwin, uh, a.k.a. Pastor Joe, a.k.a. Dad, Grandpa, not quite great-grandpa, but first of all, Joe, welcome to the broadcast today.
1: Thank you for having me. Yeah.
0: Well, it's good to have you back. First of all, to our audience, um, Pastor Joe, um, they grew up in the States, uh, God saved them, he and his wife Marla, they have three beautiful children, although the oldest one, I don't know if I'd call them beautiful anymore, but uh, Pastor Jared, our own, which is uh, Joe's claim. And then through a set of circumstances, God brought them out here to work for us for 12 years, and we're thankful that that God has done that, and through those years, a variety of responsibilities, including the oversight of our maintenance and and facilities here, and uh, parallel to that, grew a burden for preaching. Uh, not only to our own staff, but also uh, the prison ministry, jail ministry, took on responsibility as a deacon, then got ordained here, and now back in the States, uh, preaching at camps and conferences and churches. So, Joe, I kind of did a flyby on your life, uh, but for those of you that those might not know the particulars, I do think what's unique for you all is a few years ago, the program that we carry in our broadcast Unshackled, they did your life story. It might be good to take a few minutes and and uh, give a, a big picture about what God's done in your life to get you to the place where now you're doing ministry,
1: Pastor. We, my wife and I, met when we were very young, and and uh, neither of us came from a, a Christian home, and and really not a religious home, even though uh, we claimed a denomination in our family, but. Um, we met early and and uh without a much moral compass, um my wife uh in high school got pregnant, and here we were looking at having a son, and I'm you know, she was sixteen, I'm seventeen and and uh, I had learned to drink with my older brothers and family members as a young man and all this. All of a sudden, with all this new pressure and strain, and uh, I just kind of went wild for a while. My, I felt like now I'm a man. I'm going to be a father. My father can't tell me what to do. No one can pull me in. And uh, for the next several years, uh, I just uh, lived a terrible life. Terrible husband, terrible father, very self-centered. Struggled with drugs and alcohol. And uh, I remember specifically on our ninth wedding anniversary, I promised her I would come home. I promised her I'd come home uh, straight from work and take her to a dinner. And, uh, but I didn't. And that was uh, when our marriage started to disintegrate and I knew I was going to lose my family. And it seemed like I got even more miserable. And through all that, happening in my life god looked down and sent someone to tell me about jesus and uh, right at the right time right when we were desperately in need and on december 11 1980 my my wife and myself both trusted christ in the living room of our home and it started transformation in our life never never dreaming what god was going to do with us and mm-hmm. through us and in us and and uh, so immediately we were involved in uh, local church, new believers class, new believers follow up. We had a couple that we actually had gone to high school with coming and, and do a 10 week discipleship. The man that led us to Christ invited us to his home every Sunday. And, uh, and it would be a different couple from the church. So we met every couple in the church at, at this guy's home, which was really big and helpful in our lives. And, and we just kept falling deeper and deeper in love with Christ and decided we wanted to serve him any way we could. And after a couple of years uh, we took the new believers class and started discipling other couples and, and, and all that, and just kept growing in the Lord. And I found out with the Lord, I could be a pretty responsible, Person and and uh, I started to advance in my career. I was I was really just an electrician, but I I thought you know I should be the hardest lec- working electrician out there because I was telling everybody I was a Christian, and uh, my employer noticed and and through through the years I advanced and eventually became was moved out of the field into the office as a and and they gave me the title of vice president of service with the responsibility of anywhere from 30 to 50 guys depending on how the company was doing at the time and and when I look back at that that management and working with people I believe is what God used to prepare me for the next step which was coming to Guam and and mentoring and working with the the kids here and the depart people here in the in the operations and maintenance department and and I never dreamed of Guam, I'd never heard of Guam, to be honest with you. And My oldest son one day came to us, uh, he was in the Air Force and he was going to um, get out of the Air Force and do reserves and go to seminary and, and one day he came by our house, he said, uh, I think I'm gonna go to du- Guam and, and, uh, and work for uh, Pastor Heron. And I had met you at camp at Northland taking our, that was one of our ministries we did for years, was junior high, senior high kids. And, and uh, I thought, man, that's a great opportunity, but we hate to see you take our three grandkids to Guam. Yeah. And they, of course, they were young then. Yeah. So, but uh, through that and because of that, uh, we decided in 2002 in the holidays to fly out to Guam and see our grandkids and 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 was
0: Emily, I'm sorry to interrupt, was Emily and John
1: here at that time, or did they come later? They came the next year. Mm,
0: Okay.
1: They weren't married yet. They were still at Northland. And uh, we came out and visited, and you and I spent some time together, and the last day I was here, we were... I believe we were playing golf and you turned to me and said, Joe, would you pray about coming out and helping us with maintenance? And, and I remember I got a knot in my stomach and lump in my throat. And, and in my head, I said, Oh Lord, you don't want me to move to Guam. Cause I, I've never been a person who cared for change. Mm-hmm. And I was so comfortable in our home church and in my position at work and and having uh, our kids finishing up through college and everything. and uh, But that started a year of soul searching, and, and I call it wrestling with God, because every night I woke up thinking about harvest and and giving God an excuse why I couldn't go, and every night he woke me up again saying, I want you to go, mm-hmm. until I surrendered and came. Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, when you did come and the Lord used you for those 12 years and expanded your borders, like Jabez, who prayed, expand my borders, and I believe he did that, including the last couple of years in being ordained and then taking many opportunities to preach as you did here, now you find yourselves going back to the States, you're living in the States. Thank the Lord you have time with your grandkids and your children, and God's blessed them, and thank the Lord for their walks with God and using, being used by the Lord. Yeah, but you're in a lot of churches. Let's talk about that for a minute as you think of, of Guam. Not necessarily just harvest when you think of Guam, but, you know, Guam's an awesome place. And, you know, there's an ambiance about this island, uh, tropical living. But people that genuinely care for other people, I, I see that inherently, the DNA of, of uh, the locals particularly, and uh, an acceptance of polycultural atmosphere, which we love here. Uh, but you're back in the States. What do you miss about Guam? And then secondly, maybe talk about the churches you're in and and what challenge would you give to us even as a, as a ministry here?
1: Well, as far as missing Guam, we, uh, especially coming back, it, it uh, stirs up a lot of feelings and emotions. The people are the friendliest people in the world, I believe. And, and uh, just like last night at the men's night, I met so many people I'd never seen before, and they were just so kind and gracious, and they're so wel- welcoming. I find, uh, and the the church here, I just think it's the most unique place in the world uh, with the the people you have here, and the, and the talent and the music God's blessed you with, and the the. The preaching and and uh, just every aspect of Harvest Baptist Church is very unique and 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 the desire to serve people and reach people. What I'm finding in the in the states, my my ministry has been so far focused on mainly small churches, uh, mm-hmm. rural churches that uh, some don't have pastors, some. Uh, could never afford to bring in an evangelist, someone to stir them up a little bit, and uh, God's having provided for me a way that I can do it without any support, outside support, so uh, we we don't have to be paid to go into these places. And and but what I'm finding, pastor, and it really troubles me is. Um, the churches seem to lack young families, young people. Many of the churches I'm in are less than 50 people, and and 80, 90 percent of them would be over the age of 60. And you wonder, you you wonder if if something doesn't change, will that church be around in 10 years from mm-hmm. now? Uh, I also find in the churches, uh, not all, all, but a kind of a general attitude of, well, this is our church and there there's not a real burden for the people around out in the world that that uh uh, don't have relationship with the lord jesus christ so one of the things i want to do is i try to get people thinking about their personal relationship with christ if they have one if they do uh, increasing their love for him so they'll want to share it with others Mm -hmm. and so I, i feel like a lot of my ministry is just trying to stir people up to fall deeper in love with christ and and i do that any way we can we uh we've had the privilege of preaching in several churches like i said all small churches and camp ministry with kids but um we're also willing my wife and i have have done ministry projects just to to help help because there, there's no one else that could do it. So we just go in and do a ministry project like yeah. painting or, or something like right. that. Just anything we can do. We we're uh, we're getting older and uh, but we we don't want to quit. We want to keep serving yeah. the Lord. So. Yeah.
0: You know, uh, the other day I heard a man make a statement: "Let go of what you want." so you can let in what you need you you gotta let go of what you want so that now you have room you can let in what you really need and I think about your story and see how you're willing to eventually let go of what you really wanted because of that comfort and life and it's all good and it's not bad but when you let that thing go then God really uh, let in what you needed because It wasn't just what you needed, because then you reproduce that, and you've done that here. You're doing that where you're at. And and the example of presenting your body as a living sacrifice uh, could be uh, labeled across your file of life, uh, Joe. And uh, we're thankful and see how God has used you and continues to use you. And churches like ours and the other churches on island that are committed— to helping people not just develop a heart for God, but that comes through the portal of surrender, total surrender, which is what Paul said to the church in Rome um, by presenting your body's a living sacrifice, because sacrifices go up on the altar, and you're all up on that altar, just not parts to that, and when that happens, now you all are in, and God says, I'm not doing this to hurt you, I'm doing this to use you, I'm doing this, I want to use you, and he does use you, and I'm thankful that God brought you here as part of our own summit meetings that we had, and and look forward also to continually, uh, as a church, praying for you and your wife and family, God will continue to bless you. Thank you, Joe for being here today.
1: Thank you. And thank you for
0: listening this week to Harvest Time on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. We'd love to have you join us this week at Harvest Baptist Church as we begin services Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. with adult Bible fellowships and children's programs at 10.30 a.m. our regular morning worship service. And then in place of our evening service this Sunday, we have our watch care groups, Just stop at the Welcome Center to be directed to your class or to find out which watch care group you can attend this Sunday. We hope to see you there.